I'm Jacob Rodriguez, Editor-in-Chief of the University Star, and you're listening to a University Star podcast. Around here, when you win, it isn't good enough. You know, but when you lose, damn sure ain't good enough. So so what is good enough? You guys need to tell us what is good enough. I guess you get paid to cause controversy, but in this locker room, we're not going to help that call. You, you write that in the paper. You write that. You make money off that. You're carrying on like a legacy, like your last name, you know? The people that did this in the 80s, they weren't doing it just because, oh, they thought it was a cool hairdo. No, they were doing it because they were badass. All right, welcome back to Cats Got Our Tongues. I'm Claire Partain, the sports editor for the University Star, and then I'm here with the VP of podcasts, Andrew Zimmel, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about track this week. He's actually going to be doing the questions. We're doing another flip-flop again. Another flip-flop, the Texas State Sports Press. Mm-hmm. I need to remind you every single time, every Claire. Every single time. All right, so let's talk track. So, so let's th- talk track. Since the last time we talked, we need to kind of fill us in what has happened since last week with track. Okay, so since last week, uh, as y'all know, uh, the men's team got first for the first time in uh, history with the Sun Belt. And then uh, the women got runner-up overall for uh, the Sun Belt Conference Championship meet. Um, so now basically what happened was the top 48 uh, athletes for each event uh, then move on to a regional meet. So ours is in California right now. And then the top 24 relay teams, which we didn't have any of those, unfortunately. Um, but we do have 11 athletes who qualified to make it on to the regional meet. And then in hopes of coming to nationals in Austin in June. All right. So a lot of big things. Nationals in Austin. So yes. That's, that's interesting. That's only up the road. I bet people are kind of wishing that it was somewhere else. So you can go travel around a little bit more. I mean, yeah, but me personally, with a small budget I'm on, I'm very grateful for this. So you're going to go to the national track meet? Well, as long as, you know, we have some athletes there. Of course I am. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if maybe if we didn't have athletes there, you were just such a track head that you wanted to go. You know, I am a track head, but I'm a bobcat track head. So I don't know. I don't know what I'd be doing there without them there. I like it. So Give us some names of people that you potentially could see at nationals. So, uh, once again, I always talk about uh, Tramisha Hardy and Tamon Johnson. And these are two seniors that have been consistently making it really, um, you know, top marks everywhere. So, Tamon Johnson is ranked eight in the re- eighth in the region in shot put. So, he has a big chance of making it on and qualifying. And then we've got Tramisha. She's the only athlete for us who's actually doing two events at the regional meet. So she's 13th in the 100-meter dash, and then she's 17th in the 200. So those are two uh, names that I think could potentially make it on farther. Um, We've also got some really good athletes in the long jump event. So we have Ronnie Briscoe and Live Hilton, or or Live Hilton. Uh, So Briscoe's 22nd, Hilton's 29th, and then we have Naomi Ferdinand, who's also in long jump. So I think they've got a decent chance going on there, too. but, yeah, we have a lot of athletes here that uh, have some potential. But definitely Hardy and Tamond, I'm really hoping for them. I'm rooting for them. Uh, we also have Jalen Allen, who's 25th in the 100 meter. So he could potentially make it up there. Uh, yeah, and then we've got a couple other athletes. Kyle Denom's been making top marks for forever in the 800 meter. So we could see him moving on, too. And remind me one more time where Regionals is. So Regionals is in California. I believe it's in Sacramento. Sacramento, California. So I Northern think so. Northern California. Northern California. Where the girls are warmer. All right. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, Big Claire. News. Yeah. Thank you so much again. Another yeah, no great problem. track segment. Yeah, our golden child for sports. <laughs> All right. So next we're gonna talk uh Colton McWilliams, one of our reporters, is gonna talk about the tragedy that happened today. Baseball's season ending 
blowout against uh, Coastal Carolina. All right, yeah, so now I'm here with Colton. Um, we're trying not to cry right now. Just doing our hardest yeah, not to cry. Trying <laughs> our hardest. I see some tears welling up in Colton's yes, eyes. But, yeah, we've got some tissues, so y'all don't worry. But uh, So, yeah, so we uh, were first in the regular season. We were regular season champions, uh, and then we lost twice in a row for the tournament. What happened, Colton? Just <laughs> that, that's the best way to describe this entire tournament. Mm-hmm. So we opened the first, we got a first, ended up getting a first round bye in the Sun Belt tournament. And we played the 10th seed, Louisiana Monroe. Now in the regular season, we swept Louisiana Mo- Monroe. So I really wasn't worried of like, oh, this right. is good. <laughs> but <laughs> lo and behold, like this turned out to be an absolute nightmare. We mm-hmm. ended up losing like eight to nothing to the Warhawks. And it just, it seemed like everything that, could go worse like did go worse Mm -hmm. like our pitching staff like allows eight runs and we and as powerful as our offense was we only managed three hits during the entire game so it was just an absolute just mess so was you uh ulm just like incredible pitching wise why did we have such a poor offensive turnout this time i I don't know if it was either like we were just trying to swing for the fences Mm -hmm. or like because you could see like a lot of these outs were just like deep in filled like pop pop pop-ups it wasn't just like ground outs Mm -hmm. and like line outs it just felt like we kept swinging for the fences but when you're down six nothing and like the top four like in the top third uh, like you're not gonna like you're you need to come back. Right. Like you need to start swinging for the fences. And it just, our offense wasn't clicking, pitching. And it was just almost like a complete nightmare. Mm-hmm. And so we get eliminated. And then we go into Coastal Carolina. And this is where everything's like, oh, crap. Like, because in this tournament, it is a double elimination. So you kind of get like a second chance at life. Right. And we, and we screwed that up. And we <laughs> screwed the pooch on the second game. And oh, my God. The, this has been like a night, almost with, you can almost track all athletics in these Sunbelt tournaments, like, start off with basketball. We started really good. Like, we had a chance at the regular season title. We kind of f- fell at the end. But everyone was like, yeah, we can win, like, maybe one game and, like, mm-hmm. maybe contend. But we fall against Georgia State. And that one, like, it was a really good season for the basketball team and just goes right. flat. Right. Just, yeah, totally. Uh, kind of with women's basketball. Like, they were the higher seed against South Alabama, but they came out flat. Mm-hmm. And then here was softball and coming so- up, too. So- Fourth seed. Yeah, we were in a really good position. Like, we win the first game against Louisiana Monroe in the softball tournament. Mm-hmm. Played a really good game against Louisiana Lafayette. Lo- lose only by one run. But when it came to the elimination game against UTA, they just fell flat and didn't show up. And it was just like really deflating to see the softball team like fall like this and it's almost this exact same story you're seeing with baseball they do really well in the regular season like we bring home the very first like baseball sunbelt mm-hmm. title bringing our sunbelt like championship totals to like five overall which is a really good that, that is really good really good but when it came to the tournament we lose against louisiana monroe and then we crapped the bed against mm-hmm. coastal carolina and it was the exact same thing. Like, our, our offense, we were, yeah, we got a few runs in, but when your pitching stuff allows 13 runs during the entire game, mm-hmm. you can't, it's, you, you can't constantly rely on your offense as good as our offense is to keep, 
making up for where our pitching staff is really deficient. Eventually, it's, it's just not going to add up. And Yeah, it never added up. And mm-hmm. it was just a really kind of like a depressing way, way to end the season because I hate to tell you this, but I don't think we're going to make the NCAA tournament. I, like, don't, I, I don't, don't think so either, honestly. Like, it was – everyone was so hyped. Like, yes, this is going to be the year we finally mm-hmm. make it to the, back to the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2011. And then we just blow, like, not lose, like, close games against. No, we didn't even really seem to fight. No. Well, they, they kept fighting, but it was just, like, a demoralizing fight. Like, de- mm-hmm. like, they got blown out in both games, and it was just, like, th- there's no way the NCAA tournament is going to be like, oh, yeah, this team. We yeah. We this team. Like, we have a great record, but mm-hmm. I said, we're on, it would be, I would be really surprised if the, if they if the committee, us. like, cho- chooses us mm-hmm. to go, and it's just... It was a really good se- like I hate to say it, but it was a really good season for our baseball team. It was well the difference between this season and some of the other teams we have that have also come to a depressing end. You know, basketball, women's basketball, and softball. None of those were first seed. It seemed like we had almost it given to us in the first round playing the tenth seed, and we still blew it. Why do you think that happened? I I feel like it's almost like a I don't know if you say it's a curse, but mm-hmm. like it's. I don't know what is up. I don't know what whether it was like focus or going to a long. I I honestly don't know. I don't know if they just like thought like just because they were the number one seed got too like cocky. Were, maybe maybe too cocky. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. But it, I feel like this is just kind of like I don't know if it's just like a mental block for all these athletic teams. But mm-hmm. you're kind of but you're seeing the same pattern repeat over and over with basketball and it carried over into like women's basketball. Now I'll give women's basketball like a little bit of the doubt. Like mm-hmm. they were going through a rebuilding, like, and they did like come back yeah. and did get like a first round bow. Like it was really impressive for what they did. It was still disappointing seeing them losing the first round, but mm-hmm. I'll give them like a little bit of leeway. But with like men's basketball, like softball and baseball, like I don't see any excuses. Like There really isn't when, when you're given a bye week, when you're given the 10th seed in your first first game and then we played the fifth seed who I mean we've won from in the past so I just don't really understand yeah. what went wrong I don't yeah I think it's either like a mental block or yeah, yeah I, it might be the Charles Austin curse which I just heard yeah about. that's what everyone's been talking about yeah which I don't really understand what all that means do you know anything about it I've known a little so apparently Charles Austin he graduated from San Marcos and he's actually like a gold medalist in like the high jump. Right. Like, he went to Atlanta when the Olympics were in Atlanta, mm-hmm. Georgia, and he ended up winning gold in the high jump. But apparently like Texas State has like never like recognized him or like honored him in some way. Oh, so, so legend has it. Like this could like legend has like this could be like this is where all of this because he wasn't mm-hmm. he's almost like this curse over all these athletic teams because so. we failed to recognize him whenever yeah so i don't know if that's the case but like it does it is like add to like how these uh with all of our sports teams mm-hmm. performed in the, our tournaments but it's it's just really demoralizing it really is do you think one thing i was thinking is do you think our teams might even have like some sort of inferiority complex like when we start having this success and we win conference or get top seeded in conference, we start thinking maybe like we're not, we don't belong here and start messing up mentally. Do you think that could be any sort of thing? Well, I think it's just because we're now just starting to have success. In yeah, the we're Sun just Belt. not used to it. No, maybe. we're not used to the like this because the Sun mm-hmm. Belt is like 
it's one of the top conferences. Like mm. the, it's not it's not a slouch. Like oh, yeah. just look at all the teams. Like in football, look at Appalachian State and Troy mm-hmm. and Georgia Southern. Like these these are programs that they you don't want to mess with. Like App State took Penn State to overtime last year. Like that's how good. That's kind of the quality of like our conferences, and it's mm. one of the better like group of five conferences. Like it's better than Conference USA. It's better than the MAC, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's trying to catch up to the Mountain West and, and the American Athletic. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like, oh, this isn't like a... It's not a blow-off. It's not a blow-off conference. Like, no, our conference is really tough. In softball, you've got Louisiana Lafayette. They are the queens of oh, the softball yeah. conference. What were they ranked nationally? They were ranked seventh in right, the nation. Right, yeah, seventh. No, no joke at all. And no. they've been to, like, the NCAA tournament going almost 10 years straight. Oh, wow. And been qualified for Super Regionals and been to a college... So, like, our conference is not a slouch. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's good. Like, we are finally finding success. But this could be, like, I think it's just we're finally gaining success. And maybe we're just not used to it. We're yeah. not used to being in the spotlight mm-hmm. just as much as, like, all these other teams are. So, it could be, like, just these baby steps yeah. until, like, Texas State becomes, like, the premier, like, mm-hmm. Sunbelt. Consistent. A consistent contender, contender in, like, all, in all of these sports. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we're finally getting the footing. And, like, the, the Sunbelt's finally gained stability. Oh, in yeah. Because mm-hmm. we finally have, like, the teams that we want. Well, like, we're getting a better reputation. Yes. Like I said, we're, they've got a consistency with, like, all 12 teams that mm-hmm. are in the Sunbelt. Like, in football, they kicked out New Mexico State and Idaho. Yeah. So now there's a there's consistency in the Sunbelt. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully, Texas State's going to gain consistency when competing for Sunbelt championships. Oh, yeah. But I think it's just like baby. We're taking baby, baby steps. steps. Yeah. Well, I hope those baby steps grow a little more. Yeah, walk a little faster. You yeah, know? that's what I <laughs> That's what I hope, too. Like, yeah. I think it's maybe just growing pains. Growing but pains, yeah. Like, you, should everyone be disappointed? Yeah, everyone, we should be like, oh, we're disappointed. Because, yes, mm-hmm. we, we want the strive, like, more. We want to capture, yeah. like, a turn. We want to be consistently going. Like, when you hear, like, going to bowl games or the NCAA tournaments. Like, you, we want to hear, like, Texas State, Texas State always at the top mm-hmm. of our of everyone's mention list. So it could be growing pains, but don't be disappointed because, like, what the baseball team did was really right. – was a really great achievement. Like, we won the first, like, Sunbelt championship mm-hmm. in baseball history. Yeah, we can't forget that, like – Regular season sometimes get o- gets overshadowed by the tournaments because mm-hmm. the tournaments are what gets us these bids into the NCAA. But it's also an accomplishment to be on the top of yes. all these Sun Belt teams. So that's true. But hopefully it'll carry on to you know tournaments later on. Maybe we'll have some success uh, that in some of the, our sports. Yeah, that is the main goal. <laughs> I think it's yeah. for, for this success. Like, let's enjoy the success, but mm-hmm. just know like there's always like a bigger mountain to climb. Yeah, and like. Or, like it's not the journey's not over. Like we still got mm-hmm. another step, but I think that's what our teams need to realize. Like, yeah. be glad of the accomplishments mm-hmm. you've made, but just realize there's always a bigger mountain. Always a bigger mountain. Yeah, it's the climb. Uh, quote to Miley Cyrus. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, so hopefully we'll see, some, you know, for our fans' sake, we'll be able to see some stuff going on next year. We've still got track going on. That's about it. Um, but in a minute, we're going to bring in the editor-in-chief. He's actually going to call in and use our phone for the first time. All right, so we just got to use our little cute little 1950s phone. We're bringing in uh, the editor-in-chief, Jacob Rodriguez, and he wants to talk a little bit about his input on what happened with baseball. So what's up, Jacob? Yeah, so baseball and the season overall is dead, right? I think we can all assume <laughs> that mm-hmm. after today's performance. I, I didn't I, – I definitely wasn't going to catch the game because uh, it started at 11 today and, you know. You went home to see your parents. Ahead, let's just go ahead and click that box score. It's 13-4. 13-4. That's the final score. Coastal Carolina. Who, by the way, was only a five seed, and we started off as a one seed, lost to a ten seed, and here we are. Reality check in the biggest <laughs> form. So, okay, let let me ask some questions. So, Andrews, and we'll back in here. Uh, here's the thing, Jacob. What what is new about this? Because I've I said this too. I saw Claire earlier today. Colton just got off the podcast. Both of them saw me and they looked really downtrodden. And I told them I was like, "Look, this is par for the course. Like this is not something new for Texas State athletics. The minute you start putting your heart, your soul, your energy into any of these teams, it feels like it will suck your soul out through your nostrils." <laughs> well, it's, and the only thing that had really felt like it changed at all, anything, you know. Uh, was last week when we all thought we did so well. And I even sent you a copy of Daisy's article and was like, <laughs> look, Andrew, we have to eat our words. She was right. This team is obviously here to compete. Yesterday happened. We get spanked straight up by uh, by ULM. And the biggest, the headline that, that the Athletics Administration right now is the, exactly like verbatim, big inning too much for Bobcats to overcome. So ULM scores six runs in the second, and then they'll score two more in the nine, and then the game will just end, you know? Texas State didn't score at all, ever. So it wasn't just one big inning. It was the whole game that we were just not good. And Claire and I talked about this earlier off the podcast. We were saying that, you know, baseball is 99% mental. The minute you put yourself in a hole like this, it's really hard to come back and try to fight back or do anything with because now you're kind of tighter you're trying to you're forced now to get hits and you know i've said this before i'll say it again pitching really was the way this team went was the bats were hot most of the season they looked like a really good team when they could put the bat on the ball but i knew when we were winning games eight seven or ten nine i that this is no way to win games. Like you want the scores to be two one. And like we we brought up on the podcast, I don't know if this was episode six or five, but I said like I prefer these big games to see the home runs, to see the doubles, the triples. But if I'm a baseball fan, if I'm somebody that wants to see this team win and compete, I would prefer to see these two one games and Connor Reich pitching six and a half innings or, you know, Nicholas Frey's having a good outing, pitching five scoreless innings or something like that. But, no, that never happened this year. Well, the thing is, those those big plays shouldn't be, like, completely necessary for a consistent team that has a good pitching base. You know, you don't need those big home runs if you're putting the bat on the ball and getting shit going over – stuff going over there. And then you've got the pitchers keeping the score at, like, maybe three, four, somewhere around there, somewhere manageable – so that's really, I think, where we fell short. What, like Zimmel said, is the pitching just wasn't consistent, and then people started getting desperate, and that's when your offense is going to start falling off too. 
So well, also additionally, I mean, this team is also different, like distinctly different from any other Texas State team. It's not football in like, you know, fans don't care. So like the administration can always just be like, oh, well, if fans were there, then it'd be different. It's not basketball where it was just like the marketing team just wasn't together yet. And then, you know, people just were like, oh, well, nobody knows what's going on, blah, blah, blah. It's not tracked because it's not tracked so people actually care about it. Like there are people at this game, there are people on Twitter who are crying right now about the, the functions and the happenings and the season overall. And everybody is basically being like, you know what, this was a good run. We had a really fun time. You know what's fun? Winning, <laughs> not losing. And that's what Coach Withers said in his last press conference, and that's what I'll die on. I mean, okay, that's fair. That's 100% fair. And, you know, I was the first person to kind of push on the Ty Harrington, what like, what type of job does he have, the job security. He played v- coach very well all season. But I remember scrolling through Twitter before the tournament started and somebody was saying, like, oh, Ty Harrington, he now has, like, secured his spot as a lifelong Bobcat. There's no way we can get rid of him. And I kind of was like, oh, you know, let's see what happens in the tournament. Let's, like, kind of see what shakes up. Jacob, do you feel differently about Harrington now? Do you think that this is all for a waste? Well, I mean, when you're looking at contract evaluations, you always like uh, you always look at things holistically. And I think holistically, Harrington had a good season, so it's hard to make that final push on the red button and go nuclear on the situation. No, I, and I'm not suggesting that we do that. I'm just asking how you feel about Harrington this season. Mm, I like him. All right. Claire, what do you think? <laughs> You know, honestly, I think that with the success of the regular season, we can't really, like, go down on him too hard. And also, this seems like it's a pattern with all the sports. Maybe it's out of Harrington's control a little bit. Now, Jacob, let's talk about it, because I think it was mentioned a little bit earlier on this podcast. I missed out on this. Claire, in a quick summary, sum up this Charles Austin curse you have for us. Okay, so (laughs) really, I didn't know about it until today. Colton was the one who gave the rundown. But basically, Charles Austin was a high jumper. Yeah, and he made it to the Olympics in Atlanta, and uh, he he was a Bobcat. He was an alumni from here, and we just really didn't do anything to recognize him. And so somehow, legend has it, we're feeling the wrath now with all of our sports. Jacob, let's get some uh, <laughs> let's get some talk about that because so first I off, I definitely made up this curse <laughs> because because Sean called me out on Twitter because the baseball team failed. And it wasn't even my fault. I've been nothing but supportive this entire season. Everybody knows uh, the Bobcats basketball team failed at, you know, my demise. Uh, That was all my fault uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think this one's all on Charles Austin because we have an Olympian on our team. Uh, The only thing that we have to recognize him really is the street. That kind of sucks. Anybody who lives in San Marcos hates driving on Charles Austin uh, because it's, like, right by the stadium and it, like, feeds into, like, KFC, basically. And... Uh, you know, we don't even have a Charles Austin classic. So I think the minute we start actually, you know, recognizing teams and the people that have actually done things for this university, we'll all be more better off. Now, wait a second. Did you just say that you were the one that invented this That's curse? That's what I was tripping on. Through the hands and <laughs> the good graces of Charles Austin. Yeah. This is incredible. <laughs> all right, Jacob. So we found out that the curse is, you know, just made up by Jacob. Jacob, tell us a little <laughs> bit about the thing that you want to plug. This is this is where you shamelessly plug something University Star related. Aside from UniversityStar.com, the only independent student-run news source in San Marcos. Yeah, Andrew. So the hope is to have a tailgate show 
we're going to have it regardless of, you know, money or whatever. But the more <laughs> money we obviously have, the better off this tailgate show is going to be. So the university star, Jacob Rodriguez, uh, has designed and made available T-shirts for purchase. They're baseball tees, so it's right around this season, uh, collegiate or professional seasons. So, you know, you're good. You won't be shamed and being like, oh, this is out of season. Uh, you know, buy it. $22. You can even hit the donation button to add more than that. And we have 19 days to go on this, I think. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know the date of that, but 19 days away. So you guys can do the math on that. All right, well, that's good stuff. Jacob, tell us a little bit about who your co-host for that's going to be. Yeah, uh, so my co-host is none other than Andrew Zimmel, <laughs> the Texas State Sports Press. We love to And the vice president of podcasts for the University Star. We love to hear it. That's a that's a good it's a good guy I hear. So for sure we need to hammer the like you know like share subscribe continue mm-hmm. to send it out to all of our friends our family twenty two bucks isn't that bad considering that you know for what is that like that's a a bucket of chicken like a family uh, bucket of chicken at like, KFC that's like two pretty good meals you know I think that you're set there yeah. Jake I think that we're gonna continue to pitch it speaking of money this is what we wanted to talk about before so this is the to clarify corner oh right? yeah to clarify yeah yeah this yeah, is I, this is basically I, I called out my lovely sports editor because I heard. You know, a little birdie named Bella Love <laughs> told me that she spent $200 on her boyfriend's fish thing. So, so um, let's talk about this. Jacob's a really big fan of fish. doesn't have a fish tank so, to Claire. So last week on the podcast, we broke down Claire has now racked up 300 dollars worth of parking tickets, right? Or towing. Right. Yeah, okay. So now you spent $200 on an aquarium. How's this looking? How's the bank account looking, Claire? So I just want her to clarify... <laughs> to clarify, um, I want to say that I did not spend two hundred dollars on a fish tank. I actually spent less than one hundred and fifty, so that's pretty good. So for the price of a towing bill. So yeah, but this is going to be something that's like, you know, it carries over, and it's my fish too now. Oh, you're yeah. co-parenting a fish. Yeah. So yeah, Bella Some snitched buy on dogs, me. Huh? Buys fish. I yeah, like it. I buy fish. You know. Um, I did. I know that you know the little things that go in the aquarium, like a little pirate ship, is forty dollars. No, did I buy it anyway? Yes, but I just want to say that my bank account is not suffering too much. I'm just banking on the fact that I don't get towed again. Jacob, do we think that she gets towed in the <laughs> month of June? Yes or no? If she if she even goes to a party at Hillside Ranch, she's gonna get towed. So yeah, I think so. I'm not driving ever again, so I think we should be good. <laughs> Jacob, thank you for coming on the podcast. As always, yes. when can we expect you to come back to our beautiful city of San Marcos? I'll be back Wednesday, so I might even be back before we record the next episode. Ooh, we get That'd Jacob. We get Jacob in the podcast booth one more time before he goes. Where are you going, Jacob? Going to Tokyo and Kyoto, Japan, Ooh. where I'll definitely be going to the Ichiban Brewery and going to see a baseball game over there. Can't wait for it. Thanks for calling in, Jacob. Thanks, Jacob. No problem. See y'all later. All right, thanks for listening, guys. So this was Claire Partain getting roasted once again in my To Clarify segment. And then I was here with the VP of podcasting, Andrew Zimmel. Thanks for listening, guys.